you have your Bibles this morning, we're open to John chapter 6. We're going to look there today. Did you know neon signs can be very hazardous to your health? There's at least one neon sign that has always been hazardous to mine. It's one that flashes the word hot and bright red letters in the window of every Krispy Kreme donut. Now, if you've ever had the opportunity to eat a fresh, hot Krispy Kreme donut still coming off the conveyor belt with the, the, the glaze just oozing off of it, I mean, this is something wonderful for your cardiovascular system. But you know that there are two problems with that box of donuts. One, that there's never enough. And two, no matter how many you eat, eventually you're going to want more. Well, for so many people in this world today, life is like that. There's this never-ending quest for fulfillment. So many people in this world, they found success, but they haven't found significance. And they're trying to desperately find a purpose and a meaning for their life. And the, the truth is, when it comes to life, most people today are not satisfied customers. Uh, Henry David Thoreau once said, the mass of men live lives of quiet desperation. People are hungry. And primarily, they're hungry for, for two things. First, they're hungry for security. Right? We want to know we have financial security, that we don't have to be dependent on anybody else. We also want physical security, and we want to know that our health is in such a way that we don't have to be waited on and taken care of. But people also hunger for significance. They want personal significance, and they want to know that their lives matter to themselves. But they also want relational significance. And they want to know that their lives matter to other people. And see, whenever you're hungry, it's because that which you are hungry for, you are empty of. And so you're trying to satisfy it with the wrong things, and so you stay hungry. It's why so many people try and fill themselves with all of these things, and at the end of the day, they feel emptier than before. There was an athlete, Boris Becker. He came very close to taking his own life. And he said it's because he was overwhelmed by this sense of emptiness and meaninglessness. Even though he was successful, something was missing. He said, you know, I've won Wimbledon twice, once as the youngest player ever. I was rich. I had every material possession I needed, cars, homes, everything. And I know it's a cliche. It's like the old song of the movie and pop stars who take their lives, that have everything and yet are unhappy. But he said, I had no inner peace. You know, he's just a witness to the fact that most people deep down know there's something missing in their lives. There was a story about a little boy, and he, he loved pancakes. I mean, he just, he loved pancakes so much that he would often make a glutton of himself. And so one day, his mom decided, I'm going to break him of this habit. And so she told him, I will cook you all the pancakes you can eat, but if I make them, you have to eat them. And the boy said, okay, let's do it. So the mom made pancakes, and the boy ate them. And she made more pancakes, and the boy ate them. She made more pancakes, and the boy ate them. She made more pancakes, and the boy ate them. She was just about to pour the next batter, next group of batter on the griddle. And she said, son, do you want more pancakes? And he said, Mom, no. 
In fact, I don't even want the ones I've already had. <laughs> See, Jesus understands this problem. When we began last week this series called I Matter, and we've been looking at these truths that lasting security and true significance are only going to be found in Jesus Christ. And we've been looking at his I Am statements. And this morning we're going to look at his next one in John 6, verse 35. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. Now, if you were in the audience that day when he spoke these words, they went off kind of like an explosion in the ears of his audience. Because Jesus was basically saying, what food is to your body, I am for your soul. And why did he choose bread? Well, it's interesting. You know, you can go to just about any country in our world today, sit down in a restaurant, and I'll tell you the one thing they'll have. It's bread. Right? Not every restaurant serves steak. Not every restaurant serves seafood. Not every restaurant serves Chicago-style deep dish pizza for some weird reason. But every restaurant will serve bread. Bread is a staple of our lives. Right? If poor people have nothing else, they usually have bread. Rich people that have everything usually have bread. Bread is, is not a food that just belongs to a certain region or a certain country. It comes in all shapes and sizes, right? In Mexico, it's going to be a tortilla. In New York, it's a bagel. In the Deep South, it's biscuits. And it's eaten almost every day by almost everyone. I mean, there are some fruits that are only grown and ripe certain times of the year. There's only sea certain seafoods you can get certain times of the year. But, but bread is something you can get almost any day, anywhere. And so when Jesus spoke these words, I am the bread of life, people realized bread was the way that most of them existed. It was a principal food source. Even today, you go to the Middle East and you're a guest in someone's home, one of the first things they're going to serve you is bread. But Jesus goes beyond just bread to illustrate what he is to human life. I mean, if we were to flip back to the beginning of chapter 6, we see it starts with him feeding the 5,000. Right? 5,000 men and an unknown number of women and children. So 10 to 20,000 people were gathered listening to Jesus. And what does he do? He takes a little boy's lunch, a few loaves of bread, a couple of fish, breaks them into pieces, and serves them all lunch. After that point, he and his disciples, they leave. They try to get away. They want to they break and relax. But the crowds don't want him to go, and so they follow him. And I love it. It says they ran around the lake, so when he docked the boat, there they were waiting for him because they knew what he could do. And Jesus knew why they came. Verse 26, he said, Truly I say to you, you seek me not because you saw signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. I mean, this, this crowd, they thought they had hit the mother load with Jesus, right? He was going to be their bread maker and their fish breaker. He was going to meet all their physical and material needs, and they were going to be taken care of. I mean, they even compared him to the manna that God sent from heaven to feed the Jewish people when they were wandering in the wilderness. And they thought, that's all there was to life. My material, my physical needs, the things I can hold in my hand and I can put in my stomach. And then Jesus makes this statement as kind of a backdrop to his I am statement. Verse 27. 
Do not work for food that spoils, but food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. On him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. See, if you want to be a satisfied customer and find truly significance and meaning in your life, and you want to come to the end of your days here on earth and look back and realize you lived a fulfilled life and who you were and in what you did, then listen to Jesus. Learn these two things. The first is, do not substitute the material for the spiritual. See, Jesus is talking to this large crowd of people that he had just fed the day before because they were hungry with a few loaves and a few fish. And, and they saw him as someone that could put a steak on their table and a Mercedes in their garage and could meet all of their physical needs. And the problem was they were so obsessed with that, so obsessed with the material and what he could give them, they, they completely missed the spiritual. Verse 31 said, Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and he gave them bread of heaven to eat. See, that's what they wanted. That's what their focus was. In essence, they were saying, You know, God, he fed the people of Israel manna from heaven. He took care of them. Why can't you at least do that for us? <laughs> Here's Jesus' response. Verse 32. Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth, it's not Moses who had given you the bread from heaven, it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. See, first he corrects them. He says it's not Moses who gave them the manna, it was, it was God. But he points out the more important truth about manna for the body, the more important thing is that there's bread of life for the soul. And then he says, I am that bread of life. And if you come to me, you'll never be hungry. If you believe in me, you'll never be thirsty. You know, there are two kinds of bread, right? There's the bread that we eat that perishes, that feeds our body. And then there's the spiritual bread that feeds our soul. And there's more to this life than, than just what is for our body. And if we try to find significance in the material things and the physical things and the financial things, we're going to die hungry people. Jack Higgins is an author of thriller novels. And he was once asked, after all of his success and fame, if, if he could go back and, and tell himself as a little boy something that he had just learned as an adult, what would it be? And he says, you know, I wish I had known that when you get to the top, there's nothing there. And there are so many people in this world that are like him. They realize there's nothing there. And Jesus says, but, but I am the bread of life. I mean, it's no coincidence Jesus was born in Bethlehem, which means the house of bread. And Jesus said, if you come to me, if you trust in me, if you receive me, if you sit at my table, you will never hunger and thirst again. The prophet Isaiah asked this great question. Isaiah 55, verse 2. He said, Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen. Listen to me and eat what is good and your soul will delight in the richest of fare. See, this is why you never substitute the material for the spiritual. It's because the material never satisfies. 
Blaise Pascal said there is a God-shaped vacuum in, <laughs> in the life of every person and only God can fill it. So don't substitute the material for the spiritual. Also, don't substitute the temporal for the eternal. What makes the bread of life so unique is the end. Jesus says, and if you come to me, you'll never be hungry. If you believe in me, you'll never be thirsty. See, all the physical things in this life only bring satisfaction temporarily because life is temporary. No matter how much money you have, you always want more, right? No matter how many Krispy Kreme donuts you eat, you always want more. Think about this. Thanksgiving Day. I'm sure most all of us have done this. You sit down at the table for lunch about three inches away from the table and you begin to pass the trays of food and you scoop them on your plate and you eat and you eat and you eat until you're no longer three inches from the table. And then you stand up and what do you say? I'm stuffed. I'm so full. I don't care if I eat another bite. I'm done. And then what happens? Two hours later, you're back in the kitchen, opening the fridge, looking for that leftover turkey leg. We're never completely satisfied. And that's what happens to so many people today because they're substituting that which is temporary for what is eternal. Listen again to what he said in verse 27. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. On him, God the Father has placed a seal of approval. Don't work for food that spoils. You know, you look in our country and in our world today, and hunger is a major issue. It's an issue that the church has addressed for centuries. It's, a, it's an issue that we'll continue to address. But, but you know, if we gave every single person on this planet a meal today, they would come back tomorrow hungry. They would never be satisfied. But Jesus says, you know what? I want to satisfy you. I want to satisfy your heart. While the world focuses on things like your body, the things that are going to die, God is focusing on the things that will live forever, your soul. But there's one thing, if you don't hear anything else this morning, hear this, there's one thing about the bread of life that every one of us as followers of Jesus Christ need to remember. That bread needs to be eaten every day. Let's put two phrases together. The first one is, I am the bread of life. Right? Jesus said that. Jesus is the bread of life. And now go, Matthew 6, give us this day our daily bread. In the original language, the emphasis is on this day and daily. And if you read the Lord's Prayer, it has 65 words. Small prayer. And so if something gets repeated twice, we need to pay attention to it because it's important. And Jesus, when he spoke these words, he wasn't just talking about physical bread, but spiritual bread bread. He said this in Matthew 4, verse 4. Jesus answered, it is written, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. We need to feed on the bread of life every day. 
And the way that we do that is by diving into the Word of God every day. Because even as followers of Christ, if we're not careful, we're going to try to satisfy our spiritual hunger with physical things. John Krakow wrote a book called In the Thin Air. It was a story of a, a, an expedition that took place in Mount Everest there, that resulted in a great loss of life in 1996. And one of the, the saddest stories really was about a man named Andy Harris. He was one of the expedition leaders. And he had stayed at the peak past the deadline that the leaders themselves uh, imposed upon And as he was coming down, he was in dire need of oxygen, and he radioed the problem to their base camp and told them what he needed. And he said he had come upon a cache of oxygen canisters that other climbers had left, but they were empty. The problem was they weren't empty. They were all full. But because his brain was so starved for oxygen, he wasn't thinking clearly. And he actually died arguing with the people on the radio that the canisters were empty when in reality they were full. See, the problem was the lack of what he needed so desperately disoriented his thinking. Even though he was literally surrounded by what he needed, he didn't take advantage of it. And what oxygen is to the body, the bread of life, is to our soul. And without that bread, we're never going to satisfy our true spiritual hunger. It's why every day we need to feed on the bread of God. You know, we could pretty much divide our world into two groups. First, we could do the first group is those that partake of the bread of life. Those that know about the fulfillment and the satisfaction that only comes through Christ. And there are some within that group that are more satisfied than others because they continue to feed on that bread daily. And then the other group is those that are still living in the emptiness. They're still substituting the the material for the spiritual. They're taking the temporal over the eternal. Which group are we in? Bread of life is for everybody. And in order to live a satisfied life, it's something we need to have every day. So let me ask as we close, do you need that? Do you need the bread of life, that which only Christ can give? If that's something you need, I invite you to come.